and welcome to Power Band Podcast, New Zealand's premier motorcycling podcast made by Kiwi Riders for Kiwi Riders. My name's Ray Heron, flying solo for this one more short episode. If you follow us on the Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash powerbandpodcast, you'll see that we've been asking for your opinion lately, and if you listen to this on the day that the podcast comes out, you'll be able to have your opinion as well. Jump on the Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash powerbandpodcast. We want to know from you whether you prefer these short episodes with, you know, higher production values and some sound effects and some music and, and kind of setting the scene, or... Do you prefer us go back to the 60, the 45 to 60 minute long, big, yarny episodes between myself and Matt? So we'd love to have your input. As I said, facebook.com forward slash powerbandpodcast. I have your say there. Or you can always email us at powerbandpodcast at gmail.com. Hey, there's been a lot happening in the world of motorcycling uh, in the last week or two. Uh, I won't bore you with all the details here, except to say that our mates over at Kiwi Rider have a brand new episode of the magazine out this week. And there's a lot going on in there. You can catch up with a beta dirt bike, a brand new one. Also, they've got all the goss from the recent New Zealand launch of the Moto Guzzi V85 TT. Also, Matt Day-Gillett, he has all the details on his website as well, on throttle.co.nz. A little bit later on in the episode, I'm going to bring you my thoughts. It's not very often I do a review on a motorcycle, but recently I was given the opportunity to ride Suzuki's V-Strom 650, the DL650. And, uh, well, it's not a new bike, uh, but I thought I'd write a bit of a review and give you my thoughts. Uh, Spoiler alert, it's probably the best average bike ever. It doesn't really excel at anything, but it does everything pretty well. So we'll give you that full review a bit later on in the episode, but it is time to do the news. And this story direct from Matthew's website on throttle.co.nz. New Zealand Yamaha Tenere 700. Now the 700, the Tenere 700 World Tour has just uh, started in Auckland and made its way down the country, Wellington and Christchurch. Unfortunately, I wasn't able to go and check it out myself, but the photos I did see look absolutely stunning. You can check out the Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash powerband podcast for more details on that. But pricing and accessories have have been announced for the Tenere 700 here in New Zealand. Now we were thinking it would be around about the 17 triple nine mark plus on-road costs. Uh, we still have to wait for the official release of the Yamaha Tenere 700, but with the bike easily the most hotly anticipated Yamaha in a generation, Yamaha have continued to keep us frothing over the new bike by releasing the official Yamaha accessory list including the New Zealand pricing. Oh, here we go. Priced at 16999 plus on-road costs. The Yamaha Tenere 700 is easily one of the most affordable entry points into the mid-sized adventure market, with the nearest competitor in the mid-sized adventure category being the Moto Guzzi V85 TT, priced from $19,990. Uh, that still leaves a good handful of cash to spend on accessories to personalise the Tenere. 
with Yamaha Motor New Zealand touring three production Tenere 700s for the Trans-Tasman Tenere Tour, one in each colour with varying accessories on each, it's clear the new Tenere has a wide scope for modification, utilising the official Yamaha accessories. On show for those gathering at the Tenere Tour was a bike kitted out fully with official Yamaha luggage, one with the lowering kit and one decked out fully for adventure with the rally seat, the Akropovich exhaust and the gnarly knobbly tyres. Interestingly though, despite a set of four LED headlights and LED tail lights, the indicators for the Tenere 700 are a traditional bulb unit off the factory floor, with riders needing to fork out an additional $194 if they want to drop the bulbs in their indicators and head LED. While Yamaha Motor New Zealand hasn't made an official comment on the matter, it seems odd to offer a bike with LED lighting but not the indicators. This could be a reflection on the Tenere's price point, which Yamaha has said elsewhere has been kept in check to remain competitive. So, what accessories are available for the Tenere? Well, you can get a main stand at $379.63, a skid plate toolbox requires skid plate for fitment, $220.42, a lowering kit, $151.30, license plate holder, $240, give or take, a chain guard at $194, give or take, metric tool kit, $143, you can get a 12 volt DC kit at $74, uh, you can get a whole stack more, and for the full list, do head to onthrottle.co.nz, check out Matt's website and uh, you will see up on the front page the big accessory list for that Tenere 700, but oh man. Now I've actually done the maths myself and there's no way that I'm going to be able to afford it, but I was talking to uh, my mate Rick Jameson who uh, owns MCR down in Dunedin Motorcycle Replacements, Yamaha dealer, and... He reckons that these bikes are going to be so popular that they're going to be the, the the hot item, the hot bike to buy. And so give it 6 to 12 months, they're going to flood the second-hand market. And you might be able to knock more oh, three to $5,000 off the price. So... Um, I'm going to wait. I'm going to hold off and I'm going to uh, to get one of these in the, off the second-hand market down the track. But uh, the Yamaha Tenere, definitely an outstanding-looking motorcycle. Now, though, a motorcycle that has been launched in New Zealand, the Moto Guzzi V85TT. Uh, Matt took us on a ride to Thailand to check out the Asia-Pacific launch, and recently the Moto Guzzi V85TT was launched in New Zealand. For an Italian manufacturer, Moto Guzzi, the new V85TT is a game-changing motorcycle, and now it has been officially launched right here in God's own NZ. The V85TT is the first adventure bike from Moto Guzzi since the Stella. Elvio 1200 and refines the brand's place as more than just a quirky Italian stallion. To be honest, we've been blown away by the reception to the V85TT, says Motogazi New Zealand's distributor, Solerio Holding spokesperson Michael Beckhouse. We received our first shipment at the end of May, and basically the first one sold out before they even landed in the country. The second shipment arrived earlier in July, and again, I think it was something like 80% pre-sold when it arrived, so I think dealers are already running out of stock. I think it's a game-changer for Guzzi, because in some way, 
ways, it's been moving the brand a little more into the mainstream. Now, if you listen to a previous episode of the Power Band podcast, you'll know the TT stands for Tutto Tiono in Italian or All Terrain. The V85 TT brings the brand into perhaps what is the most competitive segment of the market today, with other premium European brands launching new mid-sized adventure machines in the last 12 months. The V85 TT needed to have a few tricks up its sleeve if it wanted to compete against the likes of Triumph's new Tiger 800 range, the KTM 790 Adventure and of course Ducati's Multistrada 900. Now the V85 TT is priced in New Zealand at $19,990. Motogazi's all new V85 TT is not only sharply priced but is the first motorcycle to be marketed as a combination of the classic and adventure motorcycle markets with Motogazi also coining the phrase classic enduro to try and describe where the bike fits in the motorcycle world. Thanks for that story though Matt, the V85 TT for more on that on throttle.co.nz. That pretty much rounds off the news and time now to take a look at a motorcycle that's been around a fair while i mean the first model was released back in the uh, mid early 2000s uh, we're on its third generation of it now the suzuki v-strom 650 the dl 650 i got the magic in me Every time I touch that track it turns into gold Everybody knows The Suzuki V-Strom 650 aka the DL650 It might just be the best average bike available on the market today By no means a new bike the DL has been around since 2004 and now in its third generation released in 2017 we wanted to see what all the fuss was about the name V-Strom comes from combining the V from the V-twin engine and the German word Strom meaning stream or current. Fitting, I would say, as the engine provides its power in a very linear manner, a variable stream of go from 2000 RPM right through to redline at 10,000 RPM. The power plant is a liquid-cooled 645cc double overhead cam 90-degree V-twin unit pumping out 60 newton meters of torque at 4,500rpm. The chassis is a well-balanced twin-spar alloy frame, accommodating a shower mono-shock with hydraulic preload adjustment and a 19-inch wheel up front with a 17 down back. The ergonomic setup gives a nice upright riding stance and makes it easy for the rider to stand up on the pegs. A nice big tank between your knees giving you something to clamp onto. Though the screen is a little short from factory if you're anything above 5'9". Swinging a leg over the DL you instantly feel at home. The riding position is familiar and comfortable and the dash cluster, although a little complicated to the eye at first glance, you quickly get used to, providing all the vital information that you need, such as engine temp, air temp, fuel level, gear indicator and the usual suspects, odometer, two trip meters, current and average liters to the hundred, and the list goes on. Being used to a naked tourer as my daily, at first I felt the front fairings on the DL went on a bit, like Grandad's war stories. 
It seemed a little front heavy, but its bulk quickly melted away as I got the wheels moving. On the open road, there is power all over the rev range and the DL pulls right up to redline. DL650 is a solid bike when in motion, planted and predictable, though the turn-in is a little slow, you do have to make a conscious decision to push the bike into a corner. That said, the power and handling are so smooth that riding the bike in anger, it almost mops your sweaty brow and offers you a James Bond-esque vodka martini. Interestingly though, the DL650 is a standout bike for, well, being slightly above average. The thing is, it's slightly above average at everything. I can't say it excels at any one thing, but does everything more than adequately. Gravel roads, yep, no probs. Although I wish I could turn off the ABS. Rocky riverbeds, sure, yep, it can do them. But don't expect to become Chris Birch overnight. Highway, well, duh. City and commuting? Yeah, that too, though in traffic when lane splitting the DL does feel a little bulky, and that bulk at a crawl can be a little awkward to balance. Learn to balance your clutch, rear brake, throttle, and it's manageable, and it's definitely something you'd get used to. I'm sure you would never find an issue after about six months of riding. You see, what I'm trying to do here is pick holes in this bike. I'm trying to find the loose thread to unravel the gorgeous knitted garments Suzuki have come up with. I'm looking for reasons not to like this bike. I'm looking for reasons not to buy this bike. And to find them, I've had to break out the magnifying glass. Because maybe, just maybe, the Suzuki V-Strom 650, the DL650, is a better bike than I am a rider. Suzuki's V-Strom 650 might just be above average at almost everything. And for that reason, it might just be the best bike I've ridden this year. If you ever get a chance, go and take the DL650 for a hoon. You'll probably fall in love with it. Break all the rules like Evo, Knievel, it's a spectacular show, cause my heart bumps diesel. So whatever you saying, it don't entertain my ego. I do this every day, hocus pocus is my kilo. Time now to say some thank yous. Thank you very much to Matt uh, on throttle.co.nz. Do check it out. Uh, also, thank you very much to our friends at Kiwi Rider. Brand new edition of the magazine out today. Well, out this week, sorry. Uh, it is uh, packed full of all the good stuff. Uh, there is a winter riding story about how tough you need to be to ride in winter. Uh, you can catch up on the new beta dirt bikes that were launched. Also, there's a story on the Honda CRF. 450L, Jock McLaughlin gets out and dirty on that uh, and a whole lot more, check out kiwirider.co.nz This is Power Band Podcast, my name is Ray Heron hopefully next week we'll be joined by the man Matthew Day Gillett but till then, make sure you hit that subscribe button, share this podcast with a mate uh, we've all got riding buddies who uh, love to get amongst on this sort of stuff too uh, we'd love to hear from you, so leave a comment on this episode or on our Facebook page facebook.com forward slash powerbandpodcast, till the next episode Keep the rubber side down and we will catch you in seven days time.